YouTube video. If you know what's on there. there. Yeah. Yeah, we're also filming, so it's a little weird. So that's why we are. Yep. Drinking. Every time we have to try one of these new channels, a little alcohol helps, right? Yes. All right, so uh, yeah, we'll be on YouTube and hopefully on podcasts. Um, we hashed it together in what we tried to do the most efficient way possible to get the content out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're getting a two for one special. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know who we are, <laughs> yeah. I am Gloria. I'm Victoria. We are the chemists of Chemist Confessions. Yeah. Um, the two of us used to work for a big beauty company and have since come out to do our own thing. Yeah. We started on Instagram, so you can find us there too, where we decode ingredient lists, talk science, and then uh, we're ha having a hard time um, just writing all the time, you know, mm -hmm. so we decided to maybe bring some personality. <laughs> or maybe just try to do <laughs> something jokes. where we're not writing anymore. Yes. <laughs> yes. Whatever we can do to stop writing. Uh, yeah, and uh, probably the most randomest thing would be that none of us really had an Instagram before all of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the only person that had an Instagram was, was my cat. cat. Yeah. yeah, Kumo. The cats. Technically, yeah. I have two cats. People think I'm very uh, biased because it's named after one of the two cats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I never had an Instagram before, so uh, just fun fact. Anyway, so with the podcast, we're going to be experimenting with format, um, but we're definitely talking all about skincare here. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe some random. Yeah, topics. just keep it lighthearted. Yeah. And kind of just our style. Hopefully, you guys ask a lot of questions, so we have. Uh, different source materials and <laughs> ideas I want to talk about. Yep, exactly. So uh, why don't we just jump right into it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to actually do a little bit of news. News. <laughs> 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 with a salicylic lactic acid concoction for a very low price of $226. Sold. I never <laughs> like not eating ramen anyway. So. Yeah. so the device apparently is one of those like suction cup devices where you know it's just basically vacuums your blackheads. Oh, um, like at the esthetician office where mm -hmm. you just like yep, pull exactly. everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like um, a home use version of that? Yeah, but you know, I don't think that concept's really new, right? No. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that even in like Sharper Image way back in the day. Oh yeah, I think right? I've gotten down when I was in oh, a long time ago when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess if you're curious, you probably could find like a really cheap device on Amazon for mm -hmm. less than 30. Yeah, and honestly, the best way to go about it is just just pony up and go to your esthetician office. Oh, yeah. And as far as sal acid and lactic acid goes, there's a lot of options out there. Mm -hmm. You don't really have to pony up $226 for it. And also, we don't really know. There, there are just so many options out there that doesn't come with a bit of a gimmicky device. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're not thrilled about this new launch. Mm -hmm. um, and other news, 
Have you heard of that app called Ingrid? Ingrid, like a Scandinavian lady, <laughs> Ingrid? Or? No, it's. I guess it's you know like. It, it just reminds me of those like Silicon Valley startups where they just like chop off the word, but oh. I think it's based off of ingredient list. So oh, like ingredient. Okay, got it. I N G R E D. Cool. What does it do? So basically, you simply take a picture of the ingredient list, and it'll capture certain ingredients and highlight what's good and bad. So kind of like how we do with the decode that ingredient list, get people to see what's in their product. Right, except it's a database. Oh, so interesting. The crazy part is, um, I tried putting you know some of our our own ingredient list in there to see what pops up. Mm-hmm. Let me read you something about glycerin, which they have like they flag these ingredients as green, yellow, and red, mm-hmm. and glycerin is actually flagged as yellow, uh-huh. and so it writes. You have to be careful with this additive. It is normally used in confectionery, liquor, and confectionery products as a sweetener. In large quantities can cause migraines, headaches, nausea, diarrhea, high blood pressure, and increased blood sugar concentration. Wow. <laughs> Wait, all, all that for glycerin? Yeah, and for ethoxydiglycol, mm-hmm. it just writes to avoid in cosmetic products. At all costs? At all costs. Alright guys, so it sounds like Ingrid is a very popular um, fear-mongering type of app. Glycerin is not an ingredient you need to avoid whatsoever. Granted, I will say this is also for food. So it could have flagged it as like ingestion, which we can't speak of, but if you're trying to use this for your cosmetic products, like definitely proceed with caution because they flag a lot of this, like ethoxy. It's super common. It is a penetration enhancer, which Mm -hmm. sounds really alarming, but what that does is it's there to help the good ingredients get to where it needs to get to. It's a very important part of the classic C ferulic formula that everyone talks about. Mm -hmm. But really, glycerin is about as vanilla as they come in skincare products. It's just a hydrating little guy. It's cheap. It works really well. And honestly, it's what we call Frank's Red Hot ingredients. You find that stuff in everything. Right. So good luck avoiding that one, guys. First of all, we would say this is very much the extreme of fear mongering. Mm-hmm. You know, to some of these ingredients are linked to um, perceived as cancer, some very like serious health conditions. So uh, yeah, we're not a fan. Yeah. yeah. It definitely makes us feel like I always. It always makes me feel like. Oh, I feel like my job is so much harder now because of these things yeah. that exist. You know, you're like going against the grain. And I mean, honestly, it is very easy to scare people, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh my God, did you know that your skin cream is causing cancer? Like, no. No. No, no it didn't. Yeah, so uh, last bit of news, um, Yelp recently just came out with their beauty trends for 2019. Mm-hmm. So... Basically, hydrofacials, dermaplaning, and microneedling are very in right now. Mm-hmm. And we, we love it. We, I don't actually know what a hydrofacial is. Actually, me neither. What do you yeah. think it is? It's taking a garden hose to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Just lean over and let the spout of water hit you. Yeah. Low um, budget. <laughs> Don't do it at home. I'm totally just kidding. I know some people just taking kind of those water parts. Yeah, <laughs> you do like just kick a kid out of the way and mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, definitely don't don't do whatever we just said. Yeah. Don't listen to it. <laughs> but uh, dermal planing and night microneedling. I yeah. think those are those are pretty good. I'm a personally a really huge fan of dermaplaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who are new to us, um, the two of us just, we happen to have very different skin types. I have really dry skin. Um, Victoria's more on the oily side. Mm-hmm. So for me, my main skin concern is always um, dryness, yeah. which leads to a lot of texture issues. So if you have dry skin and you're scared of like acids and whatnot, mm-hmm. don't be like exfoliation to your best friend. Um, but anyway, yeah, I have a lot of cell turnover issues by, I get lazy. Mm-hmm. So when I forget to, or um, just when we travel a lot and I don't exfoliate as much, yeah. it definitely has some buildup and yeah. then you get that dull texture issue. And dermaplaning just like lops it all off. Any like irritation? Or... No, not whatsoever. I honestly, I, when I first heard about it, yeah. it sounded really stupid. Uh-huh. You know, like you're taking a blade to like shave off like peach yeah, fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have no idea what the hell yeah. that's supposed to do for me. But it really, especially if you get a, a, a good esthetician, mm-hmm. they have that like really gentle touch. And I don't know how they do it. They yeah. just like, no, it's like their skin whispers. That's what I love about estheticians. Mm-hmm. They work with skin day in and day out. And if mm-hmm. you're like loyal to one, they just instantly know like what's wrong with your skin. Right. And they can tell the changes and like, oh, like your skin's way more congested this time than last time I've seen you. Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like a therapy session. It because really you also are telling them like, I've been really stressed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Three jobs, two boyfriends. <laughs> I need help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a big fan of microneedling. Mm-hmm. I am all about like stimulating collagen. Mm-hmm. And I've seen... Also, very little downtime, maybe a couple of days of, like, itchiness, redness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like people's skin looks great after. Yeah. And we saw uh, one of our esthetician, really good friends, like, do microneedling around the lip area. And it just looks so full. So pouty and tasteable. <laughs> and, oh, and on that note, this is, these are definitely not stuff we really recommend you doing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear horror stories from our esthetician friend of people who try to buy those cheap devices oh, on yeah. Amazon, yes. like cell roll with needles. Don't, don't do that. It's not it's, a good idea. Yeah. And it's not sterile and they're not meant to be used over and over again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can, yeah, don't, don't spend your money on that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. And while those are kind of like the up and coming trends, um, trends that are uh, phasing out would be like lash extensions, okay. keratin, and Brazilian waxes, which I'm kind of okay with. I never really care for lash extensions. Yeah, I've never gone Brazilians before. I? It just like it just sounds like a world of pain. But anyway, I agree. I, I also have not just the concept like <laughs> yeah. not that appealing. But anyway, yeah. I've gotten lash ex- extensions before. My sister swears by mm-hmm. it. And she won't, she just thinks it's her perfect no makeup look, so mm-hmm. she'll get it done regularly. So she like, she feels like she can walk out the door and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I'm blessed with that kind of feature, so mm-hmm. I've actually gotten it done once. Okay. I, I, I'm not a fan. I can see the appeal, for sure. Like, you don't have to do anything. Your lashes, especially like Asian lashes, are typically very droopy and very thin. Oh yeah, mine are straight and down. Yeah. Short. Yeah. So like, that's it. Yeah, mine is the same way. Yeah. So I can see the appeal for sure. Yeah. But I, it, it's really stupid. But um, when I got it done, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I like the look. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like you're so not used to yourself looking like that. Mm-hmm. So I walked in, I was like, Phew. 
and then I remember going to the subway, and when the train came, I just feel the lashes like fluttering in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strange feeling, just like. Boop, 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 boop. Does it get like annoying? Do you ever have a lash oh, like, like, in your eye or like? It's like, not in the eye. Weird. It's more like they get tangled, mm. and it's really obvious because they're so long. So you have to like lovingly brush them. You have to apart. brush them. You have to brush them. <laughs> yeah, you have to, and you have to be very delicate about okay. it, too. and I'm too lazy for that. I don't wear makeup on most days unless yeah. we're adulting, which doesn't feel like we do very mm-hmm. often. So then I, yeah, it's not for me. I get the appeal, but it's too much work. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, so... So they also gave us a list of, mm-hmm. like... The top trends by year, which I thought was really interesting. Mm. So I'll read a couple. Um, we can like reminisce down <laughs> memory lane. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2005, you've got things like eyebrow shaping, which I feel like is very in. It's right still now. in, yeah. Lash like different type of shapes now. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, body scrub, body wraps, lip plumping, which is again still in. Still in, yeah. I feel like beauty trends recycle like. Fashion, yeah, yeah, for pretty much. Yeah, well, they're bringing back. Are they bringing back bell bottoms now? Bell bottoms. Yeah, bell yeah. bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like when that was in when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and then now it's coming back. And also, I remember when I was in middle school, it's all about pants so low that you kind of see the crack when you sit. <laughs> oh, but and now dudes, it's like high dudes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the pants so baggy, you kind of have to hold your crotch together. <laughs> Yep, that's, that's back. back. That's back. Yeah. Um, all right. What else we got? So we got uh, 2012, the microdermabrasion, mm. laser hair removal, which I don't mind. I've gotten done. It's awesome. Everyone yeah. do it. But you I have to it. keep doing it, right? Because I've uh, also done it too, and that's yeah. the thing is like I wasn't consistent enough where I felt like yeah, I mean, I back. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on your goal too. Mm. Like for me, it was. I don't know if it's TMI, but for me, it was like, I didn't, I have to shave almost every day, especially armpits. Or if I, if I, I have to dress around the hair shaving schedule, I just didn't want that. So for me, I got six sessions mm-hmm. and after that, some start growing back, but yeah. so it's been a lot finer than it ever was, right? So yeah. it's not obvious and you don't have to think about it that much mm-hmm. or be on like a, I didn't shave. I can't wear that shirt. Like you don't really have to do stress about it. So I'm gonna it. when when we're stationary. Well, <laughs> whenever that. That's the be. next thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. What else we got? Uh, 2014. The spray tan was very in. Yes, well done. Yeah. yeah. You are boss. <laughs> 2016. Nail art. Eyebrow tattoo. Uh, that's that recent. I feel like that's that was also in when when I was in middle school. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the Asian moms mm-hmm. don braids, the eyebrow tattoos. Oh, yeah. they are all green now. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the technology is a lot better now. Yeah, but, yeah. and then uh, 2018 was like teeth whitening. 2000 in 2019, there's a longer list for that. Um, some of it's like. Cool sculpting, laser facials, fillers, which I all agree with. And then we get down to the bottom and we find vaginal steaming. Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Wait, like... That's right. You heard steam? correctly. A, cl- a steam clam? <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I, I, 
I did a quick Google of this, and apparently this was trendy even like last year, where you get this steaming pot of liquid, uh-huh. you throw in some garnish, like rosemary, <laughs> uh, things like mugwort, which, what? yeah, Wait, sounds I'm sorry, like something what? straight out of Harry Potter. Do you, do you squat over it? You squat over it. And, and you hold your squat there? <laughs> no, 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 like you sit on it, like a oh. toilet, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the idea is supposed to be like you detoxify your southerly, womanly region. And it's with supposed rosemary? to help. Yeah, with rosemary and basil. And it's supposed to help detoxify and rebalance your hormones. And so, do you come out smelling like a freshly marinated chicken? chicken? That's about <laughs> right. <laughs> so, wait, does it. Is there like a little fan wafting it up? No, it's just really hot steam. So, so, the concern I think around this was like, obviously, you're very exposed and it can be very dangerous. <laughs> Coochie fire. Yeah, so let's let's refrain from the coochie fire, please. <laughs> Vaginal steaming. I didn't think I'd be hearing about that today. Yeah. Sorry. I am te- I'm supposed to go to the gym after filming this. But <laughs> hearing cool sculpting I make me feel like maybe I should just mm. I just keep ignoring Gloria when she mentions that. I tried to invite Victoria to the gym. She's not a good motivator. (laughs) (laughs) We end up drinking trash, trash. Yeah, the alcohol is out, so it's hard to want to get to the gym. It's okay. We'll think about it. Um, All right. So that's enough for the news. Let's 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 shelf that. Um, Next thing. Let's do a little bit of an ingredient highlight in what we're calling. The ingredient corner. So, with no our n- puts ingredients <laughs> in the corner, <laughs> they're in timeout. Right. <laughs> well, according to Ingrid, everything is in timeout. <laughs> you cause cancer. God, you Ingrid. cause cancer. <laughs> so harsh. <laughs> All right. So, since we just launched some products, mm-hmm. um, we launched an acid booster and a cleanser. Gloria's holding it up in for the video. Uh, why don't we just talk about what exactly is a PHA? All right. PHA stands for polyhydroxy acid. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually just refers to two ingredients that's used in skincare, which is gluconolactone and lactobionic acid. Mm-hmm. Um, between those two, gluconolactone is definitely the more prevalent, more common one, and it's the one with more data backing it up, basically. Oh, yeah. It's um, even up to like 14% we saw, and it can treat things like, you know, uh, photo aging, Mm -hmm. it helps with tone, and the other thing that's interesting is even though um, it's most, it's meant to be gentle, is a bigger, you know, molecular weight, um, they are, it can even help treat with acne. Yeah, In a a much more gentle manner. So I like the idea of like pairing gluconolactone with, you know, the retinoids and adapalene, you know, as mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, a supplement. Because I think for all of the like acne users, we all mm-hmm. know that it always takes a cocktail of actives to mm-hmm. really um, target it. Um, so um, I, yeah, and I'm, I gotta be honest, I'm not a big AHA person. Right. Yeah, I think that like just after using a lot of retinoids, um, I just, 
didn't really know what it was doing for me. Mm-hmm. But after using Glucano, uh, yeah, this is definitely a side note. Uh, I, I really think it's great. Like, and it's also, again, because I'm also very lazy in terms of like exfoliation and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like it helps with the general tone, like skin tone and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, well, this gets a little philosophical. Right, so, get <laughs> this might get a little philosophical, but like, well, before when we first started, I always feel like, oh, I think uh, companies are very misleading. They don't represent like these workhorses very well. Mm. And then when we start writing, it is hard to talk about these ingredients because yeah. a lot of them, people like to, people are trained to think, okay, a does this and mm. ingredient B does that. Mm. But a lot of times it's um it's a little complicated because every ingredient does a multi multitude of things yeah. right so pha like victoria mentioned it it can even help with acne mm-hmm. there's some gentle exfoliation mechanisms in there there are in vitro studies that show it protecting against um uv damage mm-hmm. um which starts sounding like the rest of them right exactly that's what's it's hard is and that's actually just the nature of skincare ingredients is there are only so many protocols you can test for right and obviously every ingredient you're going to try to see which benefits it can touch right and and it can help with so yeah i agree it's it gets difficult knowing what exactly do some of these like ingredients actually do do. yeah um but we do know it does act as you know a much more gentle exfoliator Mm -hmm. and we think it is going to be great for people who really have sensitive skin Mm -hmm. struggle with you know, AHAs before, don't really like the stinging aspect of mm-hmm. it. Um, and it sits at a low pH, you yeah. know, so yeah. that's important. Yeah, so um, we really we really like this product yeah. for the booster format. Sorry for the philosophical tangent, but <laughs> I, was, I meant to give a really brief overview. It's a gluconolacto in a nutshell. Um, consider this a gentle uh, AHA. Mm-hmm. I, if you have a product that only has glucolactone, you can actually use it during the day, unlike mm-hmm. HAs, because it has, it doesn't make you more light sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it the the catch is you have to use it at high levels. Like yes. actually, all AHA products have to be used at relatively high level, mm-hmm. because of the buzz ingredients. We do see a lot of products out there that says, "Oh, we have PHAs," but it doesn't have. Doesn't really tell you how much is in it, and it's pretty suspect. Yeah. Um. The leave-on, as Victoria mentioned before, I think the leave-on percentage that's been tested is anywhere from eight percent to fourteen percent for mm-hmm. daily use, and fourteen percent is when you start seeing acne benefits. Yes. Yeah. So. In, in terms of what's in the scientific literature. Mm-hmm. Um. And then anything above that, um, consider that as like a wash-off mask. Um, what we mean by that is you can apply it directly to your face, leave it on for 10 to 15 minutes, wash off, um, and you'll probably only need to do that about twice max a week. per week. Yeah. Um, so for all the lazy folks like myself, uh, <laughs> it's a good uh, extra extra option to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, and for those of you listening, uh, Baby Steps is 30% glucone and 15% lactic. Yeah. So- uh oh and of course we're always with any sort of HA product and retinoid make sure to use sunscreen yeah oh and one more one more <laughs> thing uh AHAs increase cell turnover so yeah. um when you use whether baby steps or something else expect 
if you're acne prone, you could experience a little purging period. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm I'm not acne prone, but I do get blackheads. So for me, it's really funny when I use it. I get a little like, like they're like little. I don't know, like daisies, they like pop out overnight, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is actually nice. I can like get them all out the next morning, mm-hmm. but you might experience some purging, which is yep. normal. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I'm a lot more acne prone, and um, I think I experienced some breakout in the probably in the first week of using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since then, skin has been relatively happy. So yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So ingredient corner. Yeah, I think that's it for Ingredient Corner. Uh, We're going to break it up with a Decode That IL fun fact. So uh, we obviously... (laughs) We obviously do decodes on Instagram where we, you know, take a look at ingredient lists and break it down. Obviously, it's not as easy to do that per podcast. So we'll just leave you a Chemist Confessions top tip. So your first top tip is when you're looking at ingredient lists, um, a lot of ingredient lists include disodium EDTA. Um, you can look for that and see where that sits, and that should give you an idea of where you're at the less than 1% mark. So mm-hmm. any of those actives that you're looking for, if you see that hovering around disodium EDTA, you know you're in the less than 1% mark. Um, disodium EDTA is typically used at 0.1 to 0.2%. Um, it's used it's a preservative you don't need a lot of yeah yeah so um just know that when you're looking and hopefully it'll help you make a better more informed shopping decision (laughs) (laughs) and that's your first edition of decode all right oh and we have decided for the podcast Mm. that we 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 talk a lot from the position of chemists Mm. that we we are experts in ingredients, but we also want to like make it more lighthearted and yeah. talk about the mishaps we've all done yeah, we, in the past. We just want to make it more fun for us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about um, basically skincare goofs and mistakes maybe we've made. So, well, first, actually... Why don't we first talk about like what each of our skincare routines are like? Currently? Yeah, currently. It's just finishing summer, we're going into fall, like what's going on? So for me, and this is really, for for me when we did uh, Chemist Confessions, a lot of product development decisions was definitely a little Mm -hmm. self-serving. Um, Aquafix is my staple regardless of season because mm-hmm. I'm so dry that so I, I grew up using a lot of different serums and different like the classic Hada Labo like hyaluronic acid toner and whatnot yeah. um, it, it just just because it's what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. I'm I was never really sure if it's enough or not enough I'm not sure if it's making a difference but Aquafix is definitely a very good soothing hydrator staple yeah. for me that I use every day. Yeah. In terms of what goes after Aquafix, though, changes a lot depending mm-hmm. on what we're testing. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while there, I'm, I was trying to hack out like how to um, how to incorporate retinol finally mm-hmm. into my routine. Because like as, as a chemist and as someone who does a lot of research, you know it's good for you, but I have dry skin. So yeah. I haven't really hacked the ingredient completely yet. It always mm-hmm. makes me peel like nobody's business. Yeah. So I've been playing around with that. And 
and that's it. We we I'm finally stabilized in just using blank slate to cleanse because before I didn't have a cleansing routine because we were testing mm. so many cleansers. Oh yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, just Kids grab whatever. That time. Oh yeah, that was oh that was rough. <laughs> that was a rough time. So glad that's over. <laughs> fun fact: If you work in the industry, it robs you a lot of the fun of like. Routine, it's it's because your day to day routine is to find new products and you do yeah, test a lot enjoy of new products. The, I, I gotta be honest, you gotta enjoy the placebo effect of the new product. Yeah, which which we don't have anymore. No. We just don't get that anymore. Oh, come on. Yeah. So you're on retinoids right now. Or, yeah. Sorry, retinol right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm on retinol right now. So before that, I was definitely like test testing baby steps. Mm-hmm. I'm also testing their sister products that may or may not come out soon. Uh-huh. Yeah, but AHAs is my familiar territory. I really know how to work with it. I know what to expect when I use it. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm trying to hack out a retinol Got it. routine before I add the, the acids back in. Mm-hmm. It's actually been, I'm, it's been okay. I have stopped shedding. Oh. Yeah, I was sheep healing before. Congratulations. I got a new face every it. other day. <laughs> I made it. Anyway, so that's my current over routine. the purge. <laughs> the purge is good. Okay. What's <laughs> your current routine? So. Yeah, so I have to say, like, after a summer of just a lot of sunshine, um, we were traveling to Asia. Mm-hmm. We were in Los Angeles, which, by the way, is, like, constant sunshine brutal yeah um, i feel so ungrateful complaining about the sun but i know but yeah especially coming from new york yeah yeah um but i just feel like skin is so congested after using sunscreen day in and day out mm-hmm. like we were outside like hiking like just being outdoors constantly and i just felt like skin by the end of the summer my skin was like pretty unhappy mm-hmm. um so i I'm using baby steps now, and I'm about to start and mixing in back, going back to retinol. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in terms of moisturizer, I was using Mr. Reliable. I'm mm-hmm. still on that because it's still relatively warm out right now. Mm-hmm. But definitely, we'll start getting um, throwing in a little bit of Aquafix into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a pretty bad cleanser routine, so thank God for Blank Slate. Um, but before that, uh, even like double cleansing, mm-hmm. I know everyone loves it and how it helps remove makeup. I cannot bring myself to do the <laughs> second step. I just can't. Like I look. I think luckily I don't wear that much makeup, mm-hmm. so it's not too much of an issue. So for the life of me, I cannot bring myself to do double cleansing. I know for a fact it, it really helps remove uh, long wear makeup in the most gentlest of ways, but. That second step, I'm just—I think I'm just too lazy for it. <laughs> I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for me, I kind of have to use a little bit of the oil for if I wear mascara. Mm-hmm. But I have reached this—that heroin makeup one, right? The one that we used to test. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that thing is bad. brutal. Bad. Brilliant formula, but it will cling on your lashes until like you're dead or something they're not kidding around with the advertising and for those of you who have never seen the heroin makeup packaging it's a cartoon woman and victorian era or napoleonic era like big curls and she's like crying but she has these like beautiful lashes and they're not kidding around with that i think i've definitely gone to a party or something Mm -hmm. and i come back fall asleep and wake up with perfect lashes because mm-hmm. it's how like i my 
Uh, my eyeshadow's gone, eyeliner's like half gone, and then the lashes just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty good. All right, so that's pretty much our routine. I think you'll probably realize that we're very lazy. <laughs> we'll try to do the minimum amount. Oh wait, routine sunscreen. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> don't forget, we do. Use daily sunscreen. As lazy as we get, we yeah. don't forget to use sunscreen every day. Yeah. Uh, also, because in Cali, you just can't avoid the sun. It's super bright. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, let's do some random questions. Random uh, questions. Woo! All right. So, Gloria, what would you say is the worst skincare routine you've had in your life so far? Huh. Well, I want to say most of my skincare mishaps happened in college. Okay. I was pretty blessed early in life. I didn't have a lot of acne issues. Mm. My skincare routine consists of splashing water on my face once in a while. Oh, so blessed. So blessed. I was. I didn't know what I had, but I. I grew up in a more warm, humid climate. Mm. I wound up going to school in this really harsh, cold, windy place, and. And my skin was immediately just flayed, right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even moisturize. I didn't really. Mm. I think I had a lotion uh. that I got freshman year in high school mm. that I brought with me because I never finished, and I didn't really know any. I didn't have a routine at all, mm. right? So when I got there, and the climate change was so drastic, and also I guess I was aging, heading to my early twenties. Um, I started noticing that by midday, if I don't do anything about it, your skin feels really tight yep. and it was it would crack. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to do and fine lines also started mm -hmm. creeping up. So that is when I went full on like <laughs> becoming one of those like, let me mix a bowl of like produce and see what mm -hmm. I can do. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. kid i had i didn't know what i opened the fridge and there's oatmeal and milk and honey you oh, know like whatever so i did a lot of those things they were not very successful and and so with dry skin comes with a lot of skin turnover issues so i don't get acne but i end up getting really bad blackheads so i did the whole like you know those like pore strips yep yeah it didn't work very well for me so then the, probably the most misguided thing I've ever done is like like crush aspirin masks. <laughs> Come again, explain. You know, like they say like because aspirin's like structurally very similar to cell acid. acid. Mm -hmm. They say you can just take an aspirin, crush it, mm. and use it as a mask, and then scrub it on the way out. So I did that. So it's like an exfoliation scrub. Yes, yes. Yeah, I crushed it, but I was really lazy, so I didn't. I didn't even crush it very fine. So they were like giant aspirin crystals, <laughs> and I didn't. Please don't try this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did. It didn't work very well, and I was like walking around. I wasn't sticking to my face very well, so I'm like my head up staring at the ceiling with aspirin particles. Cereal bowl, <laughs> like, but it would just be like powder oh. on your face. Oh, oh no, no, no! Wet, I so just add water. I add, I added water to it. Got it. Uh, I think this was pre Pinterest. Like a paste. Yeah, it was a it was an aspirin paste, mm -hmm. except it wasn't a very well made paste. Mm -hmm. So it was more. It was literally like aspirin crumbles <laughs> to the face. <laughs> 
Hi, you've come so far. I have come so far. <laughs> okay, okay. To be fair, though, I will share mine as well. So, uh, I've told you that I've dealt with acne all my life. Mm-hmm. So, in high school, I was definitely one of those that just like doused your acne in anything, like from the toothpaste option. Yeah, oh, the, the, option. oh the toothpaste. So, like. So, you know, you'd get the sal acid, then you get the glycolic acid wash, and then you would, you know, use a toner that had also had another acid, and then you put your retinoid cream, and, you know, I did go see a derm, so they would give me clindamycin. Oh. So, talk about, like, all your skin just super dried out, and, of course, I also did, you know, try to, like, pop my pimples. So Whoa. I actually had the worst routine ever. It got to a point where like I didn't even want to put moisturizer on. So I would. You're so I'm scared of so oil. So scared of oil. I pretty much like nuked my skin for a good part of my high school years. Oof. Talk about like blunder years. <laughs> <laughs> now I think about it, I'm like skin was just so irritated. So I definitely like in high school struggled a lot. That means your adolescence years. Right. So yeah. So I mean it. Talk about, like, it's so funny because now we're always, we realize, like, how important just, like, having healthy skin is hydrated skin. Right. But then, like, looking back, I'm like, I was a fraud. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But for everyone, it's a journey, so. Yeah. Whoever's listening out there, we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're all the same. We're all the same boat. Yep. All right. So... I think that's about it. We should definitely, uh, the last thing we want to do is just answer a couple of um, questions that we got from mm-hmm. our followers and mm-hmm. people who asked us on our website. So um, the first question that we got was, can I layer L-ascorbic acid and PHAs? Mm-hmm. Do PHAs and L-ascorbic acid work well together, like AHA and ascorbic acid? Mm-hmm. Um, this person's asking because AHAs are too strong for my dry skin, especially as I'm using 0.5% tretinoin three times a week at night. Oof, and that's aggressive. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, same thing as AHAs, you'll be fine. Um, we think that's actually a great combo. Right. Um, especially using ascorbic asorb- uh, acid during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing, I mix, mix ordinary vitamin C powder with their marine hyaluronic acid product. Is this okay? Yep, you're probably fine. Um, the same advice we always give people about vitamin C powders is the the danger. I wouldn't say danger, but the thing to keep in mind is that on um neutralized vitamin C is actually very acidic. Mm-hmm. So if you make something that's like around ten percent and you don't neutralize it with a sodium hydroxide or anything else, the pH is very low. Mm-hmm. It's like nearing I think it's like two mm-hmm. something like that two point something. Um, so it is lower than people expect. Um, so if you just mix it directly with the meringue, I think that one should be fine. It should come out to be a three point something. It's just a small gel, right? Yeah, it's just a basic yeah, HA gel. Uh, yeah, but just be mindful of how much powder you add to it because if you overdo it, it's very acidic and it's actually not. It can be a little irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, the two go together very well. Nothing wrong with a combo, but just be mindful not to mix too much into there. Yeah, and I think that how you know mixing, a couple tips on like mixing, if you see your moisturizer start curdling, that's oh. probably a good sign you need to change it out. And yeah. then also like I've kind of experimented with mixing as well, and I think like any of those silicone emulsions don't really like Anything. mixing. Yeah. Like the acid 
scented, the powders, any of that. Mm-hmm. So um, probably two carriers to avoid. Oh, actually, that's a good point because uh, we we position our baby steps also as a booster, mm-hmm. uh, and we you can mix it with most moisturizers and and serums, but you probably have better luck with serums in general because mm-hmm. because it is a lower pH product, it can cause some of your creams to mm-hmm. curdle. So yeah. All right, last question. Uh, why is it better to use AHA than so AHAs increase cell turnover. It um, can make your skin a little sun sensitive. You mm-hmm. definitely want those nice fresh skins to be protected by sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we suggest avoid using it um, during the day. I mean, you sh- you're supposed to use sunscreen when you're when you're using AHAs regardless, mm-hmm. but just like avoid any unnecessary excessive irritation during the day. Yeah, I think what we. Um also, the thing that we stand by is like, of course, your cell turnover isn't only happening at night when you put it on. You know, right. This is like a process that's going even throughout the daytime. But right. uh, we think that sunscreen protection is the most important thing that happens during the day. Mm-hmm. So when you have AHAs and you're laying them with your sunscreen, we don't think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure that you're establishing the best sunscreen film on your right. face and when the AHAs interact with you know these kinds of emulsions we just we'd rather keep the integrity of the sunscreen than right. you know deal with AHA right. during the daytime plus like it's just you don't need to apply it twice a day either so right. why not just leave it for nighttime then? right i mean that same thing for retinol we get that yeah. question a lot is the continual debate on whether or not you could use a retinol yeah. during the day you could Mm-hmm. But what it boils down to is like we kind of feel like th- there isn't a point because these actives are perfectly fine being used one time a day. Mm-hmm. So the morning, it's just a no-brainer to have the antioxidant, the sunscreen yes. stuff that's gonna protect you from your day stressors and yeah. leave these aggressive actives at night. The only caveat is acne mm. because you know you're layer, um, they, you want to keep uh, benzoyl peroxide and retinol separate ah, retinol yes. separate mm-hmm. so um, with that um, it's totally fine to separate those out and have both you know acne ingredients for the daytime and nighttime all right okay. so that's it it's our first podcast it's our first podcast episode uh, thank you so much for listening uh, we We'll definitely continue to, you know, we're testing out the formats mm-hmm. and we'll play around with it, but uh, this is fun. This is fun. Hopefully we will have different types of segments. Yeah. Maybe we'll have guests. Yes. And maybe. Yeah. So if you'd like to write to us with comments, critique, you want to yell at us about Don't something yell at we us. said, like the coochie fire <laughs> question. My coochie's on fire. And if you also just have any questions um feel free to email us at info at chemistconfessions.com otherwise we'll see you next time see you next time thank you guys bye bye